0: You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleaver, Texas, and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleaver.com. Today I'm going to talk about, obviously being consistent. I'm going to talk about the power of consistency. Everybody know what consi- being consistent means? If you don't, I'm going to help you out today. And my glasses are right there. Will you having those glasses? If not, I'm, I'm blind as a bat. I cannot see anything. The smell does me no good up here. Consistent. It means unchanging in nature, standard, or effect over time. Consistency means the achievement of a level of performance that does not vary greatly in quality over time. Stead, Steadiness, stability, regularity, uniformity, dependability, and reliability. Those are, those are words that are close-knitted with being consistent, right? So being consistent is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. I think it started, well, I know it started for me, February uh, 22nd, 2021. Um, I had a self-check um, from my daughter, matter of fact. She self-checked her, her dad. And and we were looking at pictures. We were looking at pictures at home, and she looked over at me and looked at the picture, and she gave me that you know not like, almost like she's getting sick look. It it was it was it was it was a weird feeling. She looked at me and like look look at this picture. Look look at you. Like look dad, look at this. Something's not right about that. I looked at the picture. I looked in the mirror. In February 22nd, 2021, I made a decision. Said I'm not going to be that same person for her, if anybody, for her. She gave me the most wake-up call I've ever had in my life. So I made some changes. And through all those changes, it took a lot of consistency on my part. Um, My family tree is not the one that's the healthiest. My family tree is, I won't say the word, the F word, but I'll say it's just not healthy. We're not healthy. We're big bone people. Is that a good word to use? Yeah, that's it's a good word. We're really big bone. We like to eat food, okay? And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fat's the F word. I'm in. I'm sorry. I don't want to scare y'all. That's the F word. Fat. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. That's my bad. Fat is the F word I'm talking about here. Woo. Yeah, my bad, y'all. F word is means fat. I didn't want to say that. I'm sorry. My bad. Pardon. Pardon me. Pardon me. Anyway, we're big bone people. We're not healthy. We eat a lot of food. And we don't exercise. And that's my family. My mom was was here, I would say the same thing. She would tell you the same thing. We're not, we don't take care of ourselves. So February 22nd, 22 when I made a decision, I am not going to be, I'm gonna change my family tree. I wanna be around a long time for my family. So I made a decision. I said, you know what, I don't like eating this kind of food, I'm gonna give it a try. I don't like working out, but I'm gonna give it a shot. And guys, consistency means you don't just do it once and quit. You don't just do it twice and quit. It's a lifestyle. It's every day, all the time. Pastor Todd comes into church every day and goes, I got my run in today. Consistency, guys. We know what it takes to be healthy, and we're going to go the extra mile and do what it takes to be healthy. Well, fast forward, as of January 31st, 2022, or actually, yeah, 2022, I got on the scale of 191.8. I started at 269.8, almost 270 pounds. I've lost almost 80 pounds of weight, okay? And 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 what I want to talk about today is being consistent. Yeah, you could say, yeah, good job, Grant, blah, 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 good job. I did it, yeah, okay, that's it's over, now it's done. But now here's where the hard work happens. Here's where the real work work takes place. I've lost the weight. You know the fun part is keeping it off. That takes consistency. I don't want to wake up every day and work out, but guess what I do? On the days that I don't want to, you know what I do? I got a picture on my phone. I pull it up and look at it. Say, oh, nope, I'm working out today. I really do. I motivate myself not to be that old man. I want to be a new man today. And it takes consistency. Well, there's a guy in the Bible. There's a lot of people in the Bible, okay, I could have talked about, spoke about today, about being consistent, but I chose one. And believe it or not, I put this shirt on. And when I did, my wife said, you're talking about Joseph and the coat of many colors and you're wearing a shirt of many colors. Ha, huh. hey, one for me, right? I, I, it was an accident, but I did it, okay? So we're talking about Joseph, the guy that had the coat of many colors his father made for him. We're gonna talk about through his life how consistent he was. He never wavered. He stayed reliable and consistent, right? And there's a lot of points, so I'm gonna get moving today. I did four, like Pastor Todd, a good pastor gives you four. I give you four today. The first point of being consistent is being consistent when it's unpopular. How many know today being consistent is not a popular thing? We don't, we're, we're not, like my family, I'll go back and say it again. Being, being healthy and being, taking care of your body is not a popular thing in my family. They look at you like the oddball. Why aren't you eating all the cake at, at family gatherings? Because I don't want that. There's better options than that. Well, you can eat more food if you want I know, but I'm full. See, it's not popular around my family. In Joseph's life, it wasn't popular. Here's what, the, here, here's what happens in the Bible. Here's what it says. I'm not going to read it all, but I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. I'm going to read a little bit and paraphrase. It says, Now Israel loved Joseph more than any other of his sons, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a robe of many colors, <laughs> hence the shirt. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more, than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. And so what Joseph does, his father set him up for failure. Can I tell you that? He, for failure. First off, you never tell one of your kids they're your favorite. That's a, well, that's a bad thing. There's none of my kids that are favorite to me. I love Jasmine and Brock the same. I do. I love them the same. Sometimes I don't like either one of them. But I love them all the same. You get what I'm saying? But, yeah, come on. I hear that amen over there. But... Joseph, his dad made him a coat of many colors and separated from his brothers. You're my favorite one, Noah. I love you the best. So his brothers already hated him. So you think if a guy is already hated by his brother, he's going to be quiet and keep his mouth shut. Nope, not Joseph. He goes to his brothers out working in the field and says, I got a dream I want to give you guys. Here's my dream. You all bow down to me one day. <laughs> huh? What? So Joseph, we're going to bow to you. Yeah, did you not hear the dream? That's my dream. They hated him more. See, but Joseph, through his life, he never wavered. See, what he could have said, here's what Joseph could have said when his brothers got him. He could have said, when God gave Joseph's dream to his brothers, they did not like it, and they hated him that much more. Joseph could have said, you guys are right. That's a crazy dream. Doesn't make sense. But instead, Joseph saw the dream for what it was, a glimpse of what was to come. You're not bowing to me now, but one day you will. They didn't see that. Joseph did. See, it was unpopular to be consistent, but Joseph never wavered. You know how you told him two dreams? He actually didn't get his lesson the first. He told him actually two dreams. They hated his guts. Shut up, man. No, he was consistent. I know what's in my heart. I'm going to share it with you. That's unpopular today. People want you to be quiet. Leave me alone. But you know what God's called you to do. You got to be consistent. It's unpopular. The world tells you to stop. The world says, eh, that's a dumb dream. Why are you dreaming that? You're never gonna make that. And we quit. We say, No, you're right, world, you're right. That's a dumb dream. I'm gonna give up on everything that God's called me to do. You're right, because it's stupid, and I'll never make it. But Joseph said, No. I see, I see what's to come. I see what's to come. <sighs> okay, second point. <laughs> Second point is consistency when it's hard. How many know being consistent is hard? Whoops, I went too far. Consistency when it's hard. And it goes on. You can so Genesis 39, I think sorry, where I'm at. 39. Yeah, 39. I got it highlighted in this Bible here. And it says, but one day when he went into the house to do his work, and none of the men in the house were home. Now, hold on. Let me, let me. I kind of skipped around the story. Everybody know the story? Joseph called many colors. His brother's. Uh, throw him in a pit. They tell their father he's dead. Right? And he, they sell him into slavery. And he goes to slavery to a man named Potiphar. Potiphar takes him. And he, Potiphar, he's kind of like Potiphar's, just his, his slave in the house. He does whatever Potiphar wants him to do. Whatever Potiphar can't do, he's kind of like his right hand man. You're over my house and I'm gone. Take care of it. And his wife was a beautiful woman. Beautiful lady. And the word of the Bible, my Bible says Joseph was a handsome man. He was good looking. And this verse just said, but one day when he went into the house to do his work and none of the men in the house were there, everybody was gone, just him and her. And what do you think that lady does? Her husband's out a lot. He's out a lot. So Joseph's one on one. There's nobody there. Nobody to tell on him. He's good looking. She's good looking. We don't have to get all quiet. We all know what, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm, we're adults here. <laughs> I mean, she wants Joseph. Joseph's a young, good looking man. She wants him. She wants him. Point blank. It says, Now, and I put this in my notes so I, don't, I said it. It said, let's be real for a minute. The Bible says Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. The queen of that day wanted Joseph to sleep with her. That's what he wanted. And she was probably very beautiful and powerful. I know she was powerful. It says when he went into the house, no one was there but the queen. Being in that position would definitely be hard, but Joseph showed consistent loyalty to Potiphar and consistent faithfulness to God. He told her no. He said, I'll be loyal to my... The Potiphar. I'm loyal to that. I'm loyal to that man. He trusts me. I'm not doing this. And he's faithful to God as well, consistent. See, he never wavered. He never wavered through this whole story. Joseph goes through hell on earth, and he never wavers. See, I would have quit by now. You throw me in a pit, tell my dad I'm dead, then you sell me to slavery. And now this lady's about to, for a better part, she wants to rape me almost. And this is where I'm at, God? Really? What about the dream that my brother's going to bow to me one day? What happened to that dream? It's gone. In his mind, it's gone. But yet, he stayed consistent. He stayed totally consistent. That's what the word says again. Skip down, it says, And Joseph's master took him and put him into prison. She grabbed his coat, his clothes, when he ran away, got a piece of his clothing. So she cast proof that he made an advance on her, but he didn't. She lied about Joseph. See, Potiphar trusted Joseph with everything he had. But now she has his clothes. Look, look what he did to me when you were gone. Look. So he throws him into prison for something he didn't do. Now think about it. You're being consistent with your life and doing what God's called you to do sometimes. And then you get thrown into a prison. It could put the brakes on your dreams almost. My, what, what happened, God? What about, what about my dream? It, it's over now. I'm in jail. I'm in prison. What am I going to do down in my dream? No one's going to battle me in prison. Still got to stay consistent. Yes, there's things all the time in our life. See, waking up every day, working out every day, even when I don't want to work out every day, when that piece of pie comes in front of me at the restaurant and my family and kids eat it, saying, no, I'm not going to eat that. That's not easy stuff to do. That's not simple. When they leave food at church on Wednesdays, and me and Pastor talk come on Thursdays, it's sitting in the kitchen to eat. We want to eat it, but we know we're not supposed to. That's not easy. It's hard. It's hard, but we know we have to do it. There's a goal. There's something ahead that we see. A long life of ministry, a long life with our families, we see that and we want that. So we make decisions others don't make. That's what Joseph was doing. He made a decision, regardless of the penalty, he made a decision to be consistent. Be faithful to Potiphar, and be faithful to God. And it cost him. It cost him. See, being faithful to God is always going to cost you something. Always going to cost you something. I can't tell you what it is, but it will always cost you something. Okay, we got here 10 minutes. Good, we're good, doing good. It says... The third point is consistency when there's no reward. How many likes that idea? I'm going to be consistent and work hard every day, but I know at the end there's no reward. I'm done. I'm done. You know why? Because we're, we're a people that want this. I know my daughter at home, we give her, a, she wants to make money, but we don't want her to work because she, like today, she's not here. She's at a dance competition. They canceled it Saturday. Now she's doing it today. And... She wants to make money, but I won't let her work, get a job because she's too busy at school. There's no time she wouldn't have no time. She said, "You're not working. I'll give you jobs at home and I'll pay you. But there I give her a list to do at home. Now she knows, if I quit paying her that reward at the end, oh, that list is done. We're not getting the list done. Only the reward at the end, that's why she's doing the list. She sees the money at the end. So she does it, right? That's the kind of people we are. You show me that I can get something at the end for doing something? I'm there. Sign me up. If you tell me, Grant, you're going to work all, all your life, 40, 50 years, but at the end, you're not getting any money out of the deal. You're just going to have nothing. Well, I'm stopping now. I'll just be broke forever then. You know what I mean? That's the kind of people we are. There's no reward at the end. But be consistent when there's no reward. And then it says, uh, where am I at? Genesis 40. Ooh, 40. And I'm going to read just a little bit of this. It says, sometime after this, now this is when he's in jail. He's in prison. And there's two people in prison with him. And listen what happens here. This is crazy. Sometime after this, the cupbearer, which is one of the people in prison, of the king, and the baker, the second guy in prison, committed an offense against their lord, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker. And he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the prison where Joseph was confined. Now he's got some buddies with him in there. And it says... Uh, they continued for some time in custody. And he go, go down a little bit to verse number, I think, 8, it says, And they said to him, We have had dreams, and there's no one to interpret them. Okay, And Joseph said to them, Do, do not interpretations belong to God? Please tell them to me. So now the cupbearer is about to tell Joseph his dream. Joseph asked. And he's going to tell him his dream. He tells him his dream. Now listen what Joseph asks after he tells him his dream. Here's what Joseph asks. Only remember me when it is well with you. And please do me the kindness to mention me to Pharaoh. And so get me out of this house. And at the end of the verse, it says, Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph but forgot him. Joseph interpreted his dream, told him what it meant. He said, I want you to man, go tell the king about me. Tell him what I did. Give me some good, me some good words to the king so I can get out of here. And the cupbearer did not remember Joseph. He did all that with no reward. But you know what? He stayed consistent. See, you never hear Joseph quitting. You never hear him giving up. He still sees the dream See, when we go to do something, and we know God has has, had in our heart a dream, we know it's from God. We know God give it to us. There'll be times that we look out. I'm sure Pastor Todd and Chris can vouch for this. You'll you'll look out on Sundays, and you'll see not as many people as you'd like to see. You say, God, you you have you told me about this dream, and you said this, 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 and not that they ever want to give up, but sometimes they may go home discouraged. Say, so God, are you, you, sure, you sure this is what you called me to do? I've done it. I've done that. God, are you sure that this is what you called me to do? I mean, you promised me this stuff, and I'm not seeing it. Stay consistent. See, I can't tell you it's going to get better overnight. I can't even tell you it's going to get better in 10 years. All I'm telling you to do is stay consistent to the process. There's no quit. We can't quit. If we all quit on our dreams, we would all be nothing here. We wouldn't have anything we don't quit we keep going we keep pushing we keep thriving we keep staying consistent it says joseph interprets the chief cupbearer's dream and in all he asked for in return was for the cupbearer to remember him and ma- and mention him to pharaoh but he de- but it doesn't happen it says there'll be times when we're doing what god has called us to do and we won't see a reward right off the bat but keep on keeping on no matter what see tearing down the wall that's a big deal you think, oh, that's not a big deal. You just knock that wall down and people come build it back up. And, you know, like the movie, you build it, they'll come. If it was that easy, huh? If it was that easy, it would already be knocked down right now. But it's not. See, when you do what God's called you to do and you're being consistent, it's going to cost you something. We always think, oh, well, I'm doing God's work. It's, it's free. It's not going it's not to cost me anything, but just doing it. No, it's going to cost you everything. That's just it. Everything you have, that's what's going to cost you. When you get up, you know you're given everything that day. <laughs> and as the story goes on, I'm going to paraphrase this part. The king has a dream one day. And... Um, they tell the king about Joseph. Say, hey, Joseph interpreted the dreams. First, why don't you go talk to him and see if he can interpret your dream? So Joseph interprets the king's dream. The king thought that was amazing. He thought he was the coolest thing ever that Joseph can interpret dreams. But you know, Joseph, you read the Bible, he never takes credit for interpreting the dreams. He gives God all the glory and all interpre- He said, that, this is God doing that. He's working through me. It's not me, it's God. So he interprets the king's dreams and all this time passes and one day Joseph is in a position that member of the dream but. His brothers are bowing down to him. He's beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel. The king says, I want you to be in charge over my whole kingdom. The only man that's more powerful than you is me. But you're in charge of my whole kingdom. Me? The little guy that got thrown in the pit, that got sold into slavery, that got thrown into prison for not doing, innocent man got thrown in prison. I get to be the guy? Yeah, you do. You're consistent. He saw consistency in his life. He never wavered. He stayed the course. And it says in um, Genesis 45, 1 through 9. I think I already really said what I, what it's supposed to say. But I read a little bit. It says after two years, after two whole years, Pharaoh dreamed that he was uh, standing by the Nile, and behold, there came up out of the Nile seven cows, attractive and plump. And they, f-. this is the dream that that uh, Pharaoh had. And they led in the reed grass. And behold, seven other cows, ugly and thin, came up out of the Nile after them and stood by, the, stood by the other cows on the bank of the Nile. And the ugly, thin cows ate up the seven attractive plump cows. And Pharaoh awoke, and he fell asleep and dreamed a second time. And behold, seven ears of grain, plump and good, were growing up one, one stalk. And behold, after them... Rided seven ears, thin, and blighted by the east wind, and the thin ears swallowed up the seven plump full ears. And Pharaoh woke, and behold, it was a dream. So in the morning, uh, his spirit was troubled, and so he goes and asks Joshua, or Joshua. Wow, see, I like Joshua a lot about the wall. Got my mind. Joseph about the dream, and he interprets the dream. He tells us was going to be years of famine here. That we're going to have nothing, no food. Nothing here. We're all going to die because of the famine. Joseph must have been a pretty smart guy too. He wasn't a dumb guy. He was a smart guy. So he devised a plan. Why don't we start saving some food, start putting some food back? And I'm going to VeggieTales here. In my in I can see the movie VeggieTales in my head. It's crazy. I love VeggieTales. And he starts saving the food back, saving the food back where he has a supply of food to last those years of famine so nobody starves. But lo and behold... Lo and behold, who comes running hungry? Lo and behold, there's some young men. Young, they're not young now. There's some guys come run to Pharaoh. Well, come run to Joseph. And they don't know who it is. And they're hungry. They're asking for food. We need food. Give me some food. Wouldn't it be weird if the dream you had years later... If you, if you stay the course, here's what's funny how God works. If you stay the course and do what God's called you to do, you'll look back and say, I remember when Hope Church had 30 people in it. I remember when I wasn't here then, but I hear him, they talk, and I, I hear the stories, and it's amazing how God does what God said he's going to do. I remember when there was 30 people, went to the conference center, had to tear up and sit down. I remember those days. I don't. I'm talking about what they say. I don't remember those days. I wish. That'd be cool to tell the stories. Now I look out here today and I'm like, dear me, God, if we, if we stay consistent and do what you ask, it's nothing what we're doing. It's nothing what they do. It's trusting God in the process and doing what he asks you to do, even when it doesn't make sense. And then see what God will do. This is what Joseph did his whole life. He was built for this. This is what he's been doing his whole life. And the last point is consistency benefits more than just you. You being consistent is going to affect the people around you, the people closest to you, your family. It'll affect them. See, Joseph being consistent his whole life is about to bless his brothers that were mean to him, that hated him. They're about to get something out of this. Do they deserve it? No, they don't deserve it. The word says, when, you're, when I'm reading the, the uh, fire Bible, it said Joseph had to step away because he was crying. He got teared up because he figured out that was his brothers there, and they didn't know it was him. But they didn't have his father. His father, so he wanted to see his dad. So the end of the story... They bless, Joseph blesses his family. And Pharaoh, this, this is what Pharaoh says when he's talking about blessing his family. This is so awesome what he tells him. Let me see. Get over, get over, get over, get over. Okay, this is this. It says, this is what Pharaoh says. It says. Oh, well, this, it says, hurry up, hurry and go up to my father and say to him, thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord over all Egypt. Come down to me, do not tarry. When the report was heard in Pharaoh's house, Joseph's brothers had come. It pleased Pharaoh and his servants. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, this is what Pharaoh says, Say to your brothers, do this, load your beast and go back to the land of Canaan and take your father and your households and come to me and I will give you the best of the land of Egypt and you shall eat the fat of the land and you, Joseph, Are commanded to say, Do this. Take wagons from the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father and come. Have no concern for your goods, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. They didn't deserve this. They didn't deserve any of this, but they're about to get it all. See, the dream Joseph had took place. His brothers bowed to him. They were hungry. They're begging for food. Please, master, we're hungry. Give us something to eat. Remember that dream in his little boy in the field? Remember that dream? See how fulfilling he must have felt of being consistent his whole life, seeing that happen, what God worked in his life. See, if we chill out a minute and we stop and do some thinking, soul searching I like to call it, and we look back to where we were, where we used to be, And where God has us now, none deserving. I didn't deserve it. But through God's mercy and grace, he gave it to me. Through his mercy and grace, he gave it to me. It's unmatched. We can't even comprehend that. Joseph's Joseph's an awesome character in the Bible. I could use a lot of characters, but I said, man, Joseph went through a bunch of mess. And see, you can look back, you can look at your life and say, well, Pastor Grant, I've been through a bunch of mess in my life. Yeah. Join the club. Let's talk after church. I'll talk. Let's talk about some mess, okay? See, we talked about it before. We can't look at the outside of people and say, well, they got it all together, or they don't have anything together. See, we can't do that. I can't look at you and say that. You can't look at me and say that. See, I'm like that lady that washed Jesus. You weren't there the night he found me you didn 't feel what I felt when he put his arms around me you weren 't there you don 't know none about my life i weren 't there i wasn 't there when he, he came to you i wasn 't there then either, but I know he did and I know he 's good. there's a lot of times in my life I wanted to give up and quit. seriously, I talked about it last time I was up here there 's no pedigree in my life i don 't have a long light, long line of 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 successful, I mean, yeah, my grandfather, and my uncles were ministers, but nothing to write home about. Little churches they preached at, you know. They still did what God called them to do, and it set the course for me in my life. But if we're looking at people qualified, you wouldn't pick me. You understand what I'm saying? So don't count yourself out Keep being consistent even when it doesn't make sense to you. God's got a plan for you. God's got something great for you. You just got to push in. When it doesn't feel good, keep pushing in. When I wake up and I do the leg workout, I don't want to work out. My legs hurt, but I do it anyway. You know why? I see something in the future. I'm going after something else. But we quit when it hurts. And that's when we lose. When it hurts, and we need to push harder. This hurts, but I'm going to push harder. I don't want to get up, but I'm going to get up anyway. I see the result. He's seen Hope Church what it was, and he's seen Hope Church what it's going to be. He sees it. He lives it. They breathe it. Consistency, never wavering, reliable. As Pastor Todd says, what does this mean for us? I even got three questions. See, I'm I'm good today. Good pastor today. What parts of your life need more consistency? You know that, I don't. I can't talk for you. What parts of your life need more consistency? Only you know that answer. I know my life. I know what I need to be more consistent in. It says, do you need to quit worrying about the noise of the crowd and listen to the voice of God? See, what I call the haters, that's what pushes me. I like haters. Haters are awesome. I love them. They push me. Keep coming at me. That makes me do it harder and more. When I look at those pictures of me when I was fat, I'll just say it. <laughs> it motivates me. It motivates me. I see a picture of myself on the stage singing. My life we'll see it, we'll get memories and I'll say, take that off of my Facebook page. That is so gross. But it pushes me. I don't want to be that old man. I want to be the new man. Shut the noise of the crowd out. It doesn't matter what they say. It only matters what he says. Whose report are you going to believe today? I'm not going to believe the man's report. They don't control my life. I'm going to believe God's report. Last question. Do you just, need, do, do you just want to say yes to Jesus today? Just say yes. That's all he's asking. If you just say yes... I'm not one of them pastors who's gonna get up here and say when you say yes to God, it's all gonna be great in your life. It's gonna work out in your favor. You just say yes. No worries, everything's great. That'd be, that'd be a lie. When you say yes to Jesus, you're saying yes at any cost. I told you God a long time ago, I said God, if you give me breath to breathe, I'm gonna do it for you. At any cost. I freaked my wife out to the death. Said, "Dear, I mean, when I say any cost, I mean any cost. I've had a good life, all through the grace of God, but I'm going to give it." Said, "No man should perish, but shall have eternal life through Him. What's going to cost you? Everything. Everything." Is it worth it? It's unmatched. Is it hard? Hardest thing you did in your life. But when that day comes and he calls his bride home, don't you want to be in that line? Say, Jesus, I did everything you asked me to do. You're my Savior and I love you. Oh, you're right. Come on, Grant. Or my new name. Don't know what it is. Hope it's cool maybe Grant Grant's pretty cool so maybe no I'm kidding but don't you want to don't you want to know when you leave today that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life and no man no man once it's there can take it out it's in there Mhm. yeah I see your head me too so today's the day not tomorrow's too late today's your day. I want you to leave your day knowing without a shadow of a doubt that this is your last day it's not your last day because you're going to heaven. Right? So if we could dim the lights I'm going to say a simple prayer. I'm going to go back when I was a kid, okay? I remember when I was a kid see we make it so complicated and this is so easy. The word says you believe in your heart That God has raised you from the dead. You confess of your sins. The word says, "He says you're saved, just like that." So, repeat after me if today. If today's your day and you want to say yes to Jesus, say this short prayer. It's going to be short. And it's going to be sweet, but mean it, and the word says you're saved. Say, dear Jesus. into my heart today I believe that God has raised you from the dead and I confess with my mouth that I have done some things that I'm not proud of but please forgive me and come into my heart today in Jesus name